everyone. It's Gabby. And Danny. And Manny. And you're listening to Oye, Let's Talk. So today we're going to talk about something a little controversial, politics, specifically Hispanic in politics. And there's actually a word for it, Hispandering. Now you may not know what it is. You may have never heard of it, but you've probably seen it. I know I have. So just for some context, um, Hispandering refers to attempts by politicians to curry favors or try to relate with Hispanic voters. It's not really new. It's been happening for a long time, but the term for it came up kind of around the same time the internet was coming about, let's say early 2000s. So I define Hispandering as kind of like a form of code switching for politicians. Some do it better than others, but I'm not just talking from English to Spanish or whatever. It's kind of like mashing up Hispanic and the cultures and Hispanic issues, just trying to get the vote. And since the voting block has grown over time as we're nearing the presidential race in 2020, um, we've kind of been seeing it a lot. So I don't know. What do you guys think about quote unquote Hispandering? Honestly, guys, I'm not a huge fan of this Hispandering. I remember watching the first Democratic debate and some candidates speaking Spanish. And honestly, it was a little bit of a turnoff because they were it was like a for effort, but it really didn't come. It didn't come off as genuine. Like it was very forced. Yeah. Um, and honestly, a candidate speaking Spanish is not my deciding factor going to the voting booth and like, oh, this guy spoke Spanish at the debate. He's my winner. You know, it is nice. It is nice. I will say that politicians are making that effort to, you know, focus on us as a demographic and really give us that attention. But I feel like sometimes it can come, it can come off as disgenuine. I agree. I think the idea behind it is smart. Like it's, it's a good idea in theory, but when it comes down to it, I think that it might do more harm than good because like Manny said, it's, it feels sometimes too forced. It also depends on how it comes about and how, like from what candidate it comes. So like if there's a candidate that's already Hispanic, I would kind of expect that from that candidate Mm -hmm. to appeal to Hispanic voters because mi gente, you know what I mean? Like that's your people, you you want that vote. But if it's somebody else that just sounds, it's just too forced or like it seems like they're singling out a minority group for whatever reason, it doesn't look that good. Agreed. So I think we're all kind of hovering around the same ideal here. It's basically like mm, if you're trying too hard when you don't relate, we can kind of call it like we see it. Whereas if that is your community and that is your culture, we understand why you may be acting a certain type of way or speaking Spanish or calling out to that community. So just, again, adding more context and perspective, I personally believe Hispandering has grown in popularity as the Hispanic Latino population has grown. And right now, the projection for 2020, the election, It'll probably be the first time Hispanics will be the largest racial or ethnic minority group, even like overcoming blacks by a little bit. And that's according to Pew Research. So I kind of wanted to ask you guys, like, does it make it more okay? Like, what are some examples of Hispandering you've seen, both good and bad, etc.? I don't know if it's been happening more often. I think people are more conscious about how certain candidates are coming across. And I think that it depends on what it is that the candidates are saying. Like, it depends if it's just 
you know, the candidates saying, hola, me llamo so-and-so. And then throughout the rest of the speech, for example, or the debate, they're talking in English. Like that does absolutely nothing to me as a Hispanic voter. But if they're going around certain communities and they're hearing them out and they're not necessarily speaking Spanish, but just taking the time out of their day to target that specific minority group, I think that's beneficial to them. I think that it shows that they care um, and that they're willing to hear problems out. Now, again, I think that most, if not all, the issues are universal. And I don't think, like what Manny was saying, that it's necessarily pertaining to one group in particular. Danny, you bring up a really good point about the, you know, them just speaking Spanish that the debate really doesn't tell you anything that they're doing for the Hispanic community. And it really reminded me, you know, we growing up in South Florida, we would see um, ads for a uh, lawyer for um, lawyer agencies. Is that what you're saying? Lawyer agencies and them being like, yo quiero ser tu abogado. And, you know, hearing that and it's like, that's kind of forced. And it's like, do I want you to be my lawyer just because you can speak Spanish? Yes, I think the same thing relates. Abogado. <laughs> yeah, same thing relates to kind of like, and you know, the same thing that you said with just the candidate saying, oh, me llamo, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, that's really not going to translate into me voting for you. It sounds fake. It doesn't sound genuine. Definitely agree. And I think that's the root of all Hispandering is like just how genuine it is. Because I've heard people call Hispandering or label actions as such when, for instance, a candidate may actually speak fluent Spanish or they bring a translator to a community that speaks both English and Spanish. Like I've seen people get upset over that. And I'm talking like Twitter talk because mm-hmm. they're like, mm-hmm. oh, like instead of bringing a translator, you should just speak Spanish. Like if you're really trying to represent this community, like thanks for Hispandering. And in my mind, I'm like, well, if they don't have those skills, at least they're paying someone on their campaign or I hope they're paying someone like a translator to still reach out and not forget the community just over a language barrier. So if you want to label that as Hispandering, I think that's like the best type. Um, But personally, like I've seen stuff like people showing up to Texas rallies and playing like maybe Jennifer Lopez or like Louis Fonzi as their walkout. (laughs) I'm like, Despacito has nothing to do. (laughs) I don't know if that's being like overly critical though. I feel like jams are jams. And if you can, I mean, it's kind of like, now that we're in the Christmas spirit. Jams are jams. (laughs) Like now that we're in the Christmas spirit, right? Like Feliz Navidad. Like I hear that even in like a more American crowds if that makes sense like everyone knows that song not just because it's you know spanish only hispanic people are allowed to listen to it does that make sense like i don't know to the iowa caucus then and play despacito i don't want you to just- <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like that to me that's the fine line of expanding is that like you're clearly making certain choices to try to relate to a community and like, for instance, if you're like a huge fan of JLo and you say that in all of your interviews, yes, please let your walkout campaign song be. <laughs> but like, if you're trying to tell me that you don't have concern, I'm concerned. So that that's kind of like where I'm at with it. It's so genuine. So no rap, no reggaeton, no Luis Fonsi. Got it. 
No, like do we request Gabby? <laughs> no, Gabby, I just thought of like a politician coming out to Let's Get Loud by J Lo. No. <laughs> and I can't shake the image away. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling you, and I'm not naming names, but it happened. That's why I was like, No, I, I believe you. I believe you. I was like, this is not cool. Like you're showing up to Apostle with that. That's fine. Anyway, I digress. Now, does age play a factor in that? If it's like a younger candidate and they're dancing to Despacito, is that, I don't know why I said that, mm. green go away, but <laughs> <laughs> is, is that more appealing than say like someone like Bernie Sanders walking off <laughs> and just like getting it low? I agree. Yes. Age does play a factor, like how well you relate to the music, I get. But I also think like it depends on your audience and who you're speaking to and stuff. So if your rally is a bunch of millennials, like one, I feel like if Bernie Sanders did something just like the culture will take it. Because I feel like that man does very little wrong. Um, that's not a personal opinion. I'm just always surprised by some of the choices he makes and some of the things he says and people are all about it. So like Bernie Sanders is an odd example to use. I know you picked him because of age, but I think the guy is like past that, that he can get away with anything, almost mm-hmm. anything. Um, but I do agree. Like if it's a younger, I mean, I remember Obama would come out to like some younger hip songs, but even though he was like, okay, let's be honest, the first black president and, um, clearly an ethnic candidate he didn't i don't think he specifically picked music that didn't relate to him and that seemed out of turn if that made sense my problem is that sometimes it seems out of turn like if you enjoy the song by all means that let it be like but these people are like always in the public eye and always in the public media and you're trying to tell me that not once did i see like all these articles like look at who so and so like the music they listen to or like look at their top three playlists Mm-hmm. And if I never saw J-Lo on it, if I never saw Despacito, if I never saw Bad Bunny, and y'all are showing also, in California and Texas with that, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just going to label it Hispandering at that point because it's concerning. But I also I, wonder how much of that is like their personal like input on it and how much is the people that surround them right. and take care of them. Because I feel like yeah. a lot of those choices don't even come from them. I think it goes back to the argument we were saying at the beginning, you know, how genuine is it? Is this really coming from the person? Is it, is it someone calling the shots and it's mm-hmm. just making the candidate look, you know, not real because this is not something that they would actually listen to. I think what really grinds my gears, honestly, is when his, um, when politicians think that Hispanics are a single issue voter, you know, and some Hispanics may be, some voters are a single issue in the sense that Hispanics only go out to vote because of immigration issues. And, you know, some Hispanics are very driven by that issue, but I think it's wrong for politicians to label all Hispanics as, you know, this is our number one issue, because I feel... Hispanics are Americans, and we care about all the issues, just like any other American, healthcare, the economy, jobs, and it just doesn't boil down to one single issue to define our entire demographic. And I think that's what politicians get wrong about Hispanery. I agree. I feel like yeah. this is probably the perfect segue to go into like how immigration has just been played so much the last few years. And I don't know how I can stress this enough. Okay, I'm going to make two points here. One, Dreamers, DACA, all that fun stuff has been like going on for a really long time. I'm just going to put it out there. A lot of people related to Mexicans. A lot of people see like people from California standing up for it and all that fun stuff. Out of all the undocumented people I know, 
I do not know a single one to be Mexican. I actually know some of them from the Middle East and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. that goes to show like that in terms of that part of the immigration issue, like it is not solely a Hispanic thing. Yes, it affects a large part of the Hispanic community and even the Mexican community because we share borders. But I know undocumented people from Canada. So clearly like yeah. it's an everybody thing. And then o- immigration overall, like Manny and I can probably speak to this, but for instance, when wet foot, dry foot, was around like Cubans, all they had to do was step foot on American soil. Like if you were coming from a communist country, it was much easier to gain residency in the United States. Like you didn't have to go through the same visas. So immigration looks different country to country. Mm-hmm. So for particularly for Cubans, like in my family, like immigration isn't a huge issue. It's not definitely like a single issue that my parents weigh at all when they talk politics they're looking more at the economy or education or because my, both my parents work in the healthcare system, healthcare. But when they're like, oh man, like all I'm hearing is immigration. They're like, we don't care about that. It, I don't want to say it hurts my heart per se, like, but it just goes to show that an issue that so many people associate with us in terms, and I say us as Hispanics, um, the fact that a lot of politicians hispander to that sole topic It's just kind of frustrating because, again, like immigration does not define the community. It looks different across the world globally, period. And there's so many other issues like within the country for the Hispanic community that can actually vote and that is here and that like wants a bigger say in that I feel like they don't address enough in terms of the community. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's a huge misconception. And even though immigration has been around, um, forever like it's been an issue for a while um it became more of this like huge deal i think when trump came into office because of what he said at the beginning about mexicans being rapists and and all this stuff that i think stuck with the public about you know having the word immigration right next to mexico for whatever reason like that somehow goes hand in hand um so yeah i don't know that's my two cents on that to be fair, you know, Mexicans are the largest um, minority. Um, how would you say they're the largest? You, got, you know what I'm trying to say. What is it? How, I can't. I can't. Yeah, like they're the like, largest ethnicity in the Hispanic community, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Me- Mexicans. So, you know, it's fair. I'm going to play devil's advocate because, you know, being a politician and easy, you're trying to win the entire country's vote. Right. So if you're going to make a fair attempt to win this community, you're going to focus on the issue that is, you know, probably pertains biggest to them. So in that case, I understand why, why they do that, but I feel like they need to do a better job at addressing all the issues for all Latinos, mm-hmm. you know, not just that specific block. And I feel like just segueing into what other issues could be like beyond immigration. I feel I, I live in the Orlando area right now, which is predominantly Puerto Rican in terms of the Hispanic community. Um, and then I think like second come Dominicans. Right. And they all kind of complain about the same things. It's like affordable housing, affordable health care school like there's not enough spanish teachers in their areas or or teachers that speak spanish so it puts their kids behind and like after hurricane maria like there's just an influx of young students in schools and like um you can look there's plenty of information out there but all these people end up working as like maids or working in some form for the tourist industry but some of those places don't even offer like 
$13 minimum wage and rent in the central Florida area, especially near the tourist district, where which would offer the most jobs, is extremely expensive. Like, it amazes me that $1,000 for rent like can just be a whole paycheck, right? So th- those are kind of some of the topics that I feel like can be addressed, would help the Hispanic community. But overall, like the, anyone, really, I think most people are kind of concerned about affordable health care, like insurance premiums keep going up, but they're covering less, like et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't know about you guys, but like, are there any other issues that you can think of? Like I said, I think that all, if not most issues pertain to all individuals. Like we are all citizens of the United States, those who are able to vote. And we all go through the same struggles or similar struggles, unless you happen to be a millionaire and you already come from a wealthy family, we all struggle with the same issues. So that's where the concept of Hispanic to me seems a little out of touch. Like it doesn't, like I get it. I get that there are minority groups. I get that you want to appeal to all audiences, but at the same time, if like there's no one particular issue that, I don't know, that you should target with Hispanics. I think it's it's just like a universal thing. So that's why I feel for the most part, it feels like you're singling us out, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, I, I agree. I, I can't think of a positive spin to it. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, the positive spin to it is it kind of makes a scene. You're like, wow, this person actually thought of us or their campaign or someone inside their campaign thought of you know, trying to outreach us in that sense. It's kind of nice because it makes a scene. Oh, it's like our votes important. You know, this is spandering thing, but right, at the same true. time, it, yeah. But at the same time, it feels almost a little bit like, okay, you know, we don't have specific issues, you know, address us like a, any other American, you know, this is our problem, not just the Hispanics, the Hispanic community's problem. So I actually kind of want to segue into that. Like, what do you guys feel? And this will be my last point about like Hispanic rep- representation in politics. Cause I think that's became the issue with Hispanic is that we're growing, but maybe our representation isn't anybody. Wait, repeat the last part. So I, I want to get into representation. Cause I feel like the whole idea of Hispanic came up because politicians are trying to relate to the Hispanic community. But I think the mm-hmm. issue is that there's no representation of Hispanics in legislation, if that makes sense, or there's very little. Oh, mm-hmm. So as the voting block grows, I don't think it's, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I really haven't looked into this, but I don't think it's proportionate to the amount of like Hispanic politicians there are. Does it make sense? It's not. It's not. Oh, yeah. So this new Congress that just got elected, which a, has the most women if you guys didn't know. So in the most diverse Congress you've ever had, it actually has a record number of Latino members, according to NBC News, but it falls short of the actual representation of how many Latinos there are. If the share of Latinos in the 435-member House matched the share in the population, there would be about 77 House members that would be Latino, but there's only 36. Oh my gosh. So there is a mismatch. That's actually, that's kind of a lot. We're getting yeah, there slowly but surely. It takes time. We're getting there. We're not there yet. I think more my concern is that like the pop the Hispanic population is projected to grow even more. So I'm like concerned if the amount of politicians or like the representation would be there. Does that make sense? Because like yeah, we're slowly getting there in terms of like the house and seats and whatnot. But I, I don't think the growth is gonna be proportional or proportionate to 
the community's growth. Which is different. Right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like that's a whole different topic because like that's all based on future numbers or whatever. Like mm. we gotta wait to see what happens and like they say less people are probably gonna be speaking Spanish by then and stuff. Um, but I do think that if we get like the representation, not just because of their Spanish skills, but their experience would, or I'm hoping their experience would make a lot of sense to the issues, sorry, to the issues that um, we think are important. Because I was, this is like a slight tangent, but I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were saying basically how like, yeah, there's more women, um, but we still have states. Oh, I think it's actually Vermont. Vermont like never sent a woman to DC, like has never right. had anyone fulfill one of those roles. And then most of the people that are most of our lawmakers don't have like school age children. So it's hard to like tackle education and like had never had to deal with affordable housing or like um, affordable education and all these things. So I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense why even Hispanic can come from that because maybe the few that are there that can re- represent the Hispanic community may have not had like similar upbringings or resonate in that form. But that's just my guess. I re- I'm like, I told myself I would really look into it. I see what you're saying. You're saying that those people in Congress Hispander because of their upbringing, like in a sense? Yeah, like they, they can't resonate with everything, which is to no fault of their own, but it just shows like, I, I kind of go back to like, we kind of need real people or like genuine people as lawmakers, because if you were never a mom or right now you're a lawmaker and like, you don't really have any school-aged children, all your kids are grown and such, like, can you really relate to how expensive preschool is or like how put about some family leave, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if those aren't things that you're concerned with and you're not familiar with, it's harder for you to. Right. Right. And that's with every issue. And, you know, people tend to vote with whatever pertains to them instead of thinking about society as a whole. Exactly. So that's my last point. If anyone ever wants to be a politician, if you ever want to get the Hispanic vote, it's going to take a lot more than Despacito. I'm saying like if you knew the struggles of affording rent, of having to take care of your family, even when you're young, of having to pay for the health care and all that fun stuff and a public school system that's good for your kids, but can understand and like send those communications in English and Spanish because they get that not all parents maybe speak in English. Mm -hmm. I think you would get the Latino vote because every issue is a Latino issue in our opinion. It's just a matter of how you're presenting it and how you're going to ultimately execute and resolve it. Amen. <laughs> Any last thoughts for anyone? No. Alrighty then. Just, oh, I do. I do have one last thought. <laughs> Whatever your ethnicity is, you know, if you're eligible to vote, please go do vote. That is my final PSA. And That's do your research. Do your research. Don't just yes. go with whatever popular name you see and keep hearing. Don't go by what your family says or what your friends say. Do your research and whatever appeals to you the most, go with your gut and go out to vote. Your vote matters. You are one person, yes, but you can definitely make a difference. And I truly believe that. Yes, Aww. yes, I agree too. On that note, wherever this podcast gets posted in show notes, we would provide resources on how you can keep up with some research, how to compare, contrast, and pros and cons. And I even have a link about how to know what issues matter to you most. And that would be really fun. So again, wherever this is posted, hopefully before 2020 elections, we will have all those resources for you so you can make an educated vote. Feel free to Google as well. 
And <laughs> listen to Despacito while you are there. <laughs> this podcast is not being sponsored by Despacito. <laughs> if you ever want to chat, let us know. Este podcast no es patrocinado por Despacito. Chao. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.